Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. We are back. Hello. How are you? Wherever you are in the world. I am pumped because I have a new graduate of my one-on-one three-month coaching program called Transform. I've had a couple alumni on here before, but I am so obsessed with this human, this incredible woman. Her name is Micheline Sandberg, and she is the founder creator, CEO, all the things of Queen Bee Design Studio, which is a all things wedding. So from your invites to your gifts, to other stationery, to jackets with your name painted on the back, like this girl does it all. Her design studio is just, she's amazing at what she does. And we've been working together for three months and she just graduated my program. And so I wanted to have her on because she has made such quantum shifts in her life, in her business, in her mindset. She had her highest month in business, which she'll tell you all about. And, you know, just overcoming some of these limiting beliefs that she had and, you know, things that she didn't even realize were hiding and preventing her from growing. And it's just, it was just such an honor to work with her. And I'm so inspired by her. And I will let her tell her story. But if you're new to the show, welcome back. My name is Danielle McCleary. I'm your host, and you can come find me on the internet. I am at Danielle underscore on the daily, pretty much everywhere, Instagram, TikTok, although I don't really use my TikTok. I should, but I don't. No, I shouldn't. It doesn't bring me joy, so I shouldn't. But Instagram for sure, at Danielle underscore on the daily, come and find me. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to On The Daily, and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Before we jump into this episode, I just want to tell you about a three-day virtual workshop I have coming up, which is called Overcoming Limiting Beliefs. Now, if you have limiting beliefs in your relationships, in your business, in your mindset, in anything, I have ideas why, and I want to help you get over them so that you can go and become the most abundant, amazing, incredible version of yourself. This retreat well, it's not a retreat. This workshop will take place over three days and it will be virtual. And it is for you if you are ready to drop them, if you are ready to like identify where they are, those limiting beliefs that come up when we're least expecting it, if you're ready to get rid of those and you really are ready for quantum leaps in your life, this workshop is for you. If you want more information on that, you can click the link in our show notes, or you can come find me on Instagram and you can find the link in my bio where you can get all of the information. But I am opening up registration for that now because it will take place later this month in June and I want you there. Let's get into this episode. All right, fam. We got a special guest, um, somebody that I am actually very excited to have on this show. This is Micheline. This is the CEO and founder <laughs> and like boss bitch of Queen Design <laughs> Studio. Um, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to On The Daily. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's like a secret dream I've had since our first meeting. <laughs> like for real. I love that. Yeah. This is your first podcast, right? It is. It is. <gasps> I know. I'm like excited for so many things for so many reasons. Oh my gosh. Thank well, you. I'm, yeah, I'm so excited you're here. So for those of you who are listening, this beautiful human uh, is one of now my graduates, alumni of my Transform program, which I've had, I've had a couple other grads on this, but you're kind of the first one I've brought on that like has really like done like the one-on-one, like real as close to me as people get besides like my son and my fiance. And so I'm just really excited. And I wanted you on here because I just, I I'm so inspired by the work that you've done over the last few months. Yeah. Like work on yourself, work on your business, like on your boundaries, like you've just done so much work. And I know like, I I don't know, you and I talk about this all the time because it's like, 
I work with a coach and like, I've learned so much from working with a coach, but like, I tell you all the time, I didn't actually do shit. Like I just got to sit here and be like, are you sure that's what you mean? And you'd be like, well, no. And you know, it was just like, it was just so much fun working with you. And I'm just so proud of the growth that you've had. So I'm excited for people who might be like in the trenches to like hear you. I agree. I think that it's, it's important to have a coach. Sorry, just lost an earbud. Um, <laughs> she just got new ear. She got her first pair of AirPods. Y'all. And my smile is too big. It keeps pushing them out. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's really, I think it's important that like, I like realizing that maybe you haven't done like physical work, but it's so rare in this world to have a female who's there to cheer you on. And mm. I think that that's the, like the most important role you had as my coach was like, yeah, maybe you help me with ideas, help me develop ideas, or you help me figure out where I wanted to go. But you really were like a cheerleader in the sense of like, hey, this is where I can see this is where you're headed. Now let's like give you the little baby mama push that you need mm. and then see you can do this. Like you mm. can do the thing that you're trying to do and you're trying trying to accomplish and you can do it on your own, but like, let me hold your hand while you get there. Yeah. I, I, well, thank you. I received that. And that is like when people work with me, like y'all, if like, if you've ever worked with me or if you want to work with me, like that is literally my goal. Like I'm ne- I will never try to take, I don't want credit for your success. I have way too much going on in my <laughs> own life to ever want credit for your success. What I want is for every single person on this planet to live their absolute best life. And when I see like female entrepreneurs like Miko, who are just like, I can see this incredible (laughs) business that they have. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they don't even see this area. That's like a little, there's like a little crack in their belief. And if we just like patch that crack up, (laughs) they're going to be able to like soar. And so first of all, I want you to tell everybody like, what is Queen Bee Design Studio? Where did the business come from? How long has she been here? Like, tell us about, tell us about your baby. All right. Uh, Queen Bee started about 10 years ago. It was in my college, my senior college year. We had, I went to school for graphic design and marketing and my senior year, our teacher said, Hey, come up with a business plan for something that you've learned about in school that you can show off your talents. And as people were coming up with um, these business plans, a lot of my friends were getting married at the time. So I said, Hey, I think I can create a business around weddings, make wedding invitations and um, I'm going to call it Queen Bee because my maiden name started with a B. And so Queen Micheline rhymed for a while. And then I became Queen Bee. And then I didn't want to be like Beyonce or anything, but like, the, you know, like the insect. <laughs> and so <laughs> so um, I presented the idea to my college professors. And afterwards, I was like, actually, this feels like a really good idea. This feels like something that wasn't birthed on accident. Uh, maybe unintentional, but like, it feels great. So I dove in, I started making invitations for friends. And then that just like word of mouth spread in my area. And then as these uh, couples were celebrating, you know, new pregnancies and birthdays, it's just kept going. And I kept doing stationary for all the like life celebrations that were happening. And then in 2019, I decided I'm going to just dive into wedding world 100%. And then 2020 happened and the world said no more weddings. And <laughs> no more weddings. Zero, zero weddings. And that, that felt crazy, but it gave me an opportunity to like really see if that's, if that's where I wanted to be, if, if I was going to stick it out. And, and it was, it, I, I love weddings. I love, and not just like the, like the, you know, sparkly parts of weddings. Like, of course that part is fun, but I love seeing couples come together, their love story and like how everybody's story is so unique and how you can be celebrated in a new, new, unique way so Mm -hmm. that they feel special because I, um, I don't know, we talked about this, but I was married once before really young Mm -hmm. and I did everything by the book, what was supposed to happen, how it was supposed to look. And it just felt really impersonal. I didn't feel special. And I just remember thinking, I don't want anybody else to feel this way. So Queen Bee really is started as a stationary company, but we really talk about all things wedding because I just want girls and guys and couples to just have a really great experience so that they can go into their marriage like 
this like excitement is like buzzing around and not like, oh, we have to plan this wedding. We have to do what everyone says. And I can't wait for our honeymoon. And then it's just uh, like, I hate hearing that because I think that that's when you're planning it wrong. You're doing it wrong. And it's just not saying you have to have like the big wedding or the small wedding, like every size, every style can be personalized and can be like in tune with, with what you're trying to do. So that's what I try to share with people. I, one of the most profound things you said to me was like right at the beginning when we started working together. And like, by the way, y'all, like I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and this is like my first like wedding stationary client. And so (laughs) I am basically a pro on wedding stationary now. So like, if you want to know anything about wedding paper, like (laughs) just come to me. Like I'm a lawyer now because I watched the Johnny Depp trial Exactly. And I design wedding <laughs> invitations now. But anyway, that is that could not be farther from the truth. I still have no idea what I'm doing. For that, you're going to go to Miko. But okay. So, when, no, but you said something so profound to me. And it was the best uh, ever since then. I've like had that in the back of my head. You And this is like kind of off topic to like business, but it's just a testament to how you run your business. And you said that it's kind of what you just touched on. Like you want people to not be like stressed about their wedding. And you were like, yeah, how many people are just like so stressed about their wedding? And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah." like everyone is everyone. And it's like society approves that like, uh, wedding planning. Right. That's like, it's gotta be this terrible thing. Right. And you just have this like really cool perspective where you're like, why, like, why does it have to be like that? And yeah. I think you really do that really well for your clients and for people that follow you. Um, you will all have to go follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram will be linked in the show notes. But I love what you do on your Instagram. I love that you like you don't just share invitations. You share tips on bachelorette parties and you share yeah. other gifts that you do. And so I that's why I like I was really excited to take you on as a client because I was like, oh, I'm going to get to learn a lot. And <laughs> you're, this is the girl like y'all. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I told her. At the beginning, I was like, I was literally going to send out a paperless post invite <laughs> for my Nimbrizi's wedding, and which we haven't planned yet. And then after this, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We're having like, like our invitations are going to be sick. <laughs> oh, I've got some big ideas. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were literally just talking. Did I tell you this? So uh, Miko also came to our retreat that I uh, hosted with my friend Kelly in the desert this past weekend. So you were yeah. there. Yeah. Did I tell you this while we were there that we want to have like a music festival wedding? Did I tell you this? No. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about it. And I was like, what if we had like a musical festival wedding? And we like, like we had instead of like wedding invites, we did like tickets. Tickets, like or like easy. VIP like lanyards like <laughs> as if you got like VIP at Stagecoach and it was like three days and we were so inspired because like a bunch of our friends just went to this like three or four day Indian wedding which like oh yeah it's so it's, a, it's, it's so epic it's so epic like <laughs> yeah. but I'm like how fun is that like we should have like a three day like festival style wedding and like have tickets instead of invites so we're gonna that have a lot of fun, fun right that is gonna be a lot of fun right, right. cool I know See? I'm excited yeah. See, look at that. Look how much I learned. Okay. Show's over. <laughs> Thank you. We've all learned now what Danielle learned in the last three months. We can go now. Um, okay. So tell me what your business was like, bef- like when we started working together, tell me like where you were at in your business and like why hiring a coach was something that did you want to hire a coach? Did it like, did meeting me at monster jam, which we, you can talk about that too. Like, did that, like what sparked hiring a coach and like, where was your business at the beginning of working together? Okay. So yeah, I had, I had been interested in a coach before I listened to podcasts religiously across the board in every avenue of business, because I feel like there's something to be learned in every avenue, not just weddings. So, um, I was listening and everyone always talks about how they have a coach. And so a while ago I tried to find a coach and I asked for referrals from friends and I landed on this girl who seemed really enthusiastic, but in the end, we weren't a good match, but I didn't know we weren't a good match until she just stopped calling me. And so that felt like a little bit of a traumatic moment where I was like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not even workable. Like no one, not, like it just felt like, like getting dumped, you know, professionally. So what if I, you were so like, I, and that was Danielle. <laughs> it was not Danielle. That was Danielle. She no, never no. called me again. <laughs> And, um, so I kept like trucking along and I kept trying to figure out all the pieces myself, you know, and like entrepreneurship is big in my family, but not among women. 
and definitely not my town. I'm I'm from a pretty small town. So I didn't have anybody that I felt like I could get a real advice from. And like I said, like, it's hard. I found that it's hard to find females in this industry who are willing, like, yeah, like put you under my wing and like, let me help you. So I felt like I was missing that. My business wise, I was very busy, but I felt very like my wheels were spinning. Like I was working all the time and I was constantly creating content and I was picking up all these jobs all the time, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And I thought something's wrong. I'm missing something. And I just don't know what it is. And I can keep trying to go down this path by myself and figure it out maybe years later, or, you know, I can, I can hire somebody that maybe has been where I've been, you know, walk the, that, that same path and just guide me just say, Hey, this is this thing that you're missing. Or like this one point that you just, cause you're, you know, you know, they always say you're like too close to your own genius to see like the thing. And so I'm just too close. And I don't know anybody else in this industry to be like, Hey, you're doing this part wrong or try to look at it this way. And just like, I need a new perspective and I needed, I needed to feel excited about creating again. Cause I felt like I was working, but not creating. And I feel like that's where like my heart is. Like I want to create things that are beautiful, that mean something that tell a story and not just you know, black and white, copy this person or copy this off the internet. And I just, I wasn't happy. So, so yeah, we met at Monster Jam, which was the best meeting ever, which is hilarious because the story is so bizarre. Like we, we had planned to go with a group of friends, a couple of that, of that group ended up having to work. They couldn't go last minute. And so they posted that they were they had, they had tickets and Danielle on Instagram was friend is friends with them, but yeah. And in real life as well, but like from um, high school, shout out Kyle and Missy, if you're listening to this, <laughs> oh, they will. I'm going to tell them about it. So we have like mutual friends that we didn't know about. And so she posted it and then Danielle and um, her fiance and her son came and they sat right next to us. And it's funny. Cause me and my husband like in kept the kids and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit next to a stranger. He didn't tell me that Melissa had get, like had known the people she got the tickets or gave the tickets to like that part was like unknown so it's actually funny because I've never actually told you this that you sat down next to me and I look over at JT my husband and he's like hey ask her if she knows Melissa what no <laughs> I'm gonna <sighs> randomly ask this person if she knows Melissa he's like ask her I'm like no, I'm not going to say anything. And I got like shy, like what? I'm gonna randomly. And so then, but the best part was, is like literally two seconds later, you're like, Hey, do you know Melissa? And I was like, yes. You, that's yes, the universe being like, I here, see you. I'll help I see you. you. <laughs> yeah. I see you trying to make friends. So yeah. And then we like hit it off, but it was like your energy. It was like your, it was your, the way you spoke about the things you were excited about. And I don't think, I think we, I don't even think we talked about business. We talked about your house in Texas. We talked oh, about yeah. the boys. We talked about parties and stuff like that. But I could see that you were excited about life. And I remember like texting Melissa. I'm like, hey, what's her Instagram? I want to follow her. She seems really cool. And then sure enough, like your tagline or your little bio was like entrepreneur coach. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is the universe oh. telling me like, let's do this. And so, yeah, we I reached out and the meeting that we had, it just, it felt like, like, yes, like everything felt like, yes, the stars aligned. You, you were put in the exact spot that you were supposed to be in the moment. Like everything needs to line up. And, is, and it was like, yeah, okay, trust your gut. Like this is, this is going to happen. We're going to do this. And so I think because I was like already ready in a sense to like find the change. And then when like the change was in front of me, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's just put this together. And like, it's so crazy how it. like when you ask for something, right? God, universe, whatever you pray to, yeah. it, it doesn't matter to me who it is, but yeah. it's so crazy. Cause like when you put it out there and you like say to yourself, like, I want this, mm-hmm. like if, and you become kind of like energetically a match for that, it really does just like get put in your path because like what's yeah. also crazy, which I've never told you is like when right before you messaged me, I had literally just revamped transform. Like I had just like kind of overhauled it and like the, the, like 
tra- the trajectory that I wanted to coach on. And like, mm-hmm. I added some things, I took some things away and I hadn't even like marketed it, but yet like it had been marketed before. And like, I had right. clients from before, but like it had just been revamped and I hadn't re-released it. And so when you reached out, I was like, <laughs> like, okay. I see you. And so it was like, and it was kind of like the kick that I needed because I kept going like, Oh, do I need to change more? Like, do I need to have more of a curriculum and like all this stuff? But then when you reached out, I was like, Nope, it's ready to go. It's good. Like, we're good. We're ready to go. We're ready to, we're ready to launch it. And so like, you were like the first person that got like the relaunched version, like transform 2.0. But yeah, I mean, I just remember like the first time we met and like, we talked like And this is like, if you're listening to this and you're, you're like, I need a coach, or maybe you've like seen my stuff and you're like, Oh, I really want to hire Danielle. But like, you know, coaches aren't cheap, obviously. Like I've invested so much money into coaches, but the thing that I've realized too, is like, if you're not willing to invest big into your business, you're not going to make big. And that's, that's, been proven to me in my business over and over and over again. Like I tried to start a podcast without a producer, without investing money into it and it failed. And it wasn't until I was like, yes, I will pay a producer over a thousand dollars a month to make sure that like everything is out. And now it's like a podcast with, you know, over a hundred thousand downloads. And like, we've been doing it a year and a half and it's doing really well, but like it had, it took that investment. Like I invested in Manifestation Babe Academy and that was not cheap. And it's like, I think that we get so scared about the investment piece. Yeah. Like you said, when you know, like you knew, like you just had it, you knew in your gut that it was a match. And I remember our first meeting and I like, I went downstairs and I was like, Breezy, this girl's so cool. Like I, I always get excited about them. So if you're listening to this and you're a prior client, I'm not, this is not me being like, <laughs> I love all of my clients and I only take clients who I resonate with. Like I've turned clients down. Cause I'm like, I'm just not the person for you, but Like you, same, you had such a passion for what you did and like you loved what you did so much. Like I've never met someone who loves weddings as much as you do. And (laughs) I love that because I don't really love weddings and now I love weddings again. And so I think when you're looking for a coach, those are like things that you have to look for. Like, do you vibe? And I feel like we vibed right from the beginning. Yeah. And I think that's more important than like looking at like, oh, she does, you know, network marketing, or she does, you know, personal, co- like, it doesn't matter what the coach is like, I would say known for, or like the style It's like the personality has to match. Because like I said, you can learn so much from all avenues of business and yeah. learning from each other either, even. Um, and so, you know, I think that's the most important part. And I think that's, that's what makes sense. Like you don't necessarily and I think that's what happened with that first coach. I was like, oh, she's a creative coach. Like she'll get me. And she didn't, you know? And then, and then, and so it like, it took from like, okay, it wasn't the right fit, not because of like her or not because of me. It just wasn't the right fit. And then I think that's like being realistic about your coach and like yeah. having that real like intuition kind of gut feeling like either it's a yes or it's a no, not like a maybe. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Yes. that? Did you hear that? If it's not a yes, it's a no. Where do we think she got that from? Um, I'll take credit for that. Yeah. Um, yes. But what do you, so wait, that actually brings me a good point. Do you think that, cause now you're getting me thinking, like, I actually yeah. think that maybe when you're hiring a coach, you should look for somebody that's not in your industry. I think that that's smart. I mean, it's nice to have a coach that's in your industry because then they can like, like at least for weddings I've heard is like, if you, if you find somebody who's like done the wedding thing, then like, you kind of understand, like, you know, give you like a real, like a track to run on. Yeah. Like, okay. This is kind of like, this is a possible scenario of like a couple gone wrong or a venue gone wrong. And it's like something they've experienced, but I mean, I I've learned so much from photographers and I can't, you know, I mean, I can take a picture, but I'm not taking pictures. You know what I mean? And so I think it's important to like, really look at the person, look at their excitement level, look at their energy, look at, you know, are they willing to like learn something new so that they can teach you something new kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, and are they willing, like every good coach I've had hasn't been afraid to tell me my blind spots, Mm -hmm. right? Like, do you feel like when we like work together, like, I feel like I was really quick to be like, I think you're thinking too small here. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just, that's love. That's the raw, that's the purest form of love there is, is to be radically honest with someone. Right. And I think that if your coach is too scared to tell you the truth or your blind spots, it's the wrong coach. Like, cause I don't think your coach is meant to be like your best friend. 
you know? And I think, I mean, it'd be awesome if we were best friends, but <laughs> we are, we are now. I'm just saying, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're not hired to be like, to, to do all the like, oh, this all feels good. And this is right. You're doing everything right. Good job. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear what I'm doing wrong because clearly it's something and I just don't know what it is. So I think that if you have a coach that's like telling you like you're hundred percent all the time, I think there's, there's something missing. And it's not to say that they have to be mean or like they have to like beat you down or anything like that. Can you imagine if I could day one, I was like, well, your business sucks. So let's figure out how to change that. Burn it it to the ground. Um, Even a really good point was that like, I'm okay. So as a wedding invitation designer, I'm usually very sensitive to wedding dates. So like I'll create an invitation eight, six months ahead of the event I like put it away and I like store it and I like oh, of course I'm like a little paper hoarder I store everything but then six eight months later I'm working on somebody else's or I have four or five weddings down the line and I forgot to post that one because I'm waiting for their date because I don't you know I don't know if people care if they want their invitations displayed before the big day whatever so as I'm going through my Instagram and you were like huh I don't see any invitations I was like Oh my gosh, like total blind spot, right? Like I'm an invitation designer that wasn't posting invitations and I was posting all this other stuff. And so it's like that. It's like pointing out even like small blind spots that you're just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Didn't even, didn't even recognize that. So what do you think are some of like the biggest things that you've like uncovered or like reframed in the last few months? Like, what do you think some like big, big things that have made the biggest shift in your business have been? I think the biggest reframe or shift even is just having, and I'm still working on it. Like three months is, is a long time, but not that long. So I know it's by design, by the way, (laughs) it's, um, just having more confidence in myself. And I think that I was quick to, to have uh, validation based on what the feedback was from people, which I think is important, but not necessarily like, I think I'm, I'd say like, because I wasn't confident in like, I don't know. How, okay. So let's say, well, you thought you had like a small business. Like that was yeah. one thing you kept saying to me. And like, that yeah. was like, that was confirmed for you externally a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I was like, felt like I was constantly playing it small, even though like I had big ideas or I haven't been creative or I'm capable of creating invitations that are beyond people's dreams, you know, but everyone kept saying, Oh, you're a small town you're just one person. Oh, you just live in this little baby town or like you, you don't have an office. And there were just like all these like limiting beliefs that I just started to believe. So when we got on our first call and you were like, Hey, what's your goal? And immediately I was like, Oh, I have none. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to reach too far. I don't want to like make myself believe I can have something that I can't, which is so crazy now. Like just constantly knowing like, you know, the, the world gives you what you ask for. And I wasn't asking for anything, which is why I felt like my wheels were spinning. And I wasn't, I wasn't going anywhere because I wasn't trying to go anywhere because I thought, well, this is as big as it's going to go for you, which is nuts. So, and I had to like retrain my brain to just think like, you're allowed to, you're allowed to want more. You're allowed to be more and you don't have to ask for permission for it. Yeah. You also said something at the beginning of this, where you said that you grew up in a family where like entrepreneurship was a thing, but not for women. Can you like go yeah. in on that? Cause I know that other, I know there's women listening to this that are like yeah. same. <laughs> yeah. And not to say that like my, my family has always been really supportive, but they're very just traditional, you know, we come from Italian Mexican family. So it was very common for you to like graduate high school and then find your husband, have babies and like start that life. And like, you know, make a home for your, for your husband. And I was very excited to go to college and to graduate. It was the first one in my entire family to do so. And so I was like, felt like I was creating this path for myself and my, and my dad. And well, our our family has a uh, construction business that was started by my grandpa and his brothers passed down to my dad and his brothers. So, and and I worked there and we, I mean, we all, my generation all worked there. We all had a partner and I love it. But we, you know, when we said, Oh, I'm going to go do this thing. It was always like, Oh, that's cute. You know, cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, good luck or, you know, and, and everyone was excited, you know, to see me like do these milestones, but it wasn't as embraced, especially by the older generation family. They, 
you know, like, oh, you can do that. Yep. Girls can have jobs too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just a totally different way of thinking. And so it was, it, it felt a little bit lonely because sometimes I like want to talk business and I want to, I get excited about talking business. And um, in my town, it's a little bit rare that you can find other moms who, who do have businesses because I feel like when women get together, most often we end up talking about relationships, talk about our kids, talk about our schedules, but to find somebody who's like, Hey, what are you doing in business? Like, how's your business growing? Or what are you doing to scale? Or what did you find something new? Like that felt really, really, um, not very often. It didn't happen very often for me. So, yeah. So it just felt a little bit lonely in that sense. Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, I mean, the fact that you're like a small business owner, that's like not a network marketer. Cause like you mentioned network marketing, like I, I, one of my businesses is a network marketing business. And a lot yeah. of the moms who like, that's what a lot of moms do. And so yeah. like, you're really like, you're really kind of out there on a limb, like actually having like a, like a business that you started from the ground up and like, that can be even more isolating. Yeah, it was, it was hard because, you know, you're learning a bit- I mean, I've been in business for 10 years and I've learned a lot and still learning, Mm -hmm. but you learn hard lessons by yourself. Like, you know, you're like, you want to be CEO, you want to be the the owner of your business. Well, when things go south, you're the person who has to answer that phone call. And that feels really scary at times because I don't have a team to lean on. I don't have, I don't have all these things or like, you know, like, oh, you know, like I had to learn my policies the hard way. And I had to learn Mm. all those things the hard way, which were great lessons. And I'm happy that I've learned them, but you know, definitely got a couple of gray hairs in the process. So yeah. Yeah. You, um, let's talk a little bit about like the moment it was like week one, we like started working and I was like, what's your prices? Like, tell me about your prices. And she was like, well, this is what I charge. And I was like, okay, what do, you, what do you make? And she's like, not a lot. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. like, y'all, if you could have seen this girl before, like, and you, like, you've always been vibrant. You've always been excited about what you're doing. But like, when we first started working together, like she wouldn't look me in the eye, like her eyes were like darting all over the place, like on zoom. And I'd be like, okay, we have like a case of, we have a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. Yeah. We have a little bit of like, like feeling unworthy of the success that you deserve. Like we had a little bit of that going on. And then we talked about her prices and I was like, bingo, (laughs) found it. Um, So talk about like what that process is. Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they go through the moment where they go, Oh, somebody tells them to raise their prices and like everything makes them want to throw up. So talk about that process and what that's been like, because you've kind of, you've done both, you've raised them. And then you kind of like, right at the end, you were like, I'm feeling like maybe I want to like bring it back down a little bit. So talk about that, that evolution and like where the growth happened there. Yeah. So the, when I decided, well, when we talked about pricing, you know, I felt exactly like imposter syndrome. Like I thought, well, I'm not orange County. I'm not LA. So I can't charge those prices, which is, and which is crazy because like paper can be sent anywhere around the world. So it doesn't really matter where it generated from, but I kept feeling, I kept putting those labels on me. So I was charging prices that were basically covering costs that wasn't made. Which by which the is, way, which by the way, sorry to cut you off. Like that no, comes from being like having that reconfirmed for you over your small town, like, yeah. and that's all coming from love. Like anybody yeah. who told you that it's coming from love, but it's also yeah. coming from a lack of understanding. And yeah. so you can see, like, if you're listening to this, you can see how that subconscious belief like dug in. And now all of a sudden that's what she believes. Like she believes mm-hmm. like she can't have a business outside of her small town, even though like she has an online business without a storefront. That's literally like <laughs> online. Yeah. So continue. Like, that's just like the example of how those limiting beliefs and like what, what has been enforced on you by like society, by your conditioning can really stick into your subconscious and then it becomes your truth. Right. Absolutely. And I think it also, like you said, it comes out of love. Like when people are saying that, I think they're just trying to be supportive in the way that they know how, yes. you know, so they're like trying to be like, Oh, this is cute. Or, you know, like I'm really excited for your little project or, you know, cause they don't, like you said, they just don't understand. They don't understand the goals or the dreams or the hopes. And then if you don't feel like that, that 
confirmation that they're valid, then of course you're not going to tell people because then you're going to feel like the crazy person in the corner is like, I'm going to make a million dollars, you know, selling wedding invitations. And then people you feel aren't going to believe it. Yeah. People yeah. aren't going to believe that you can have a six figure business if you don't believe that you can have a six figure yeah. business. Yeah. And you didn't even want to tell me goals in the beginning. So it's yeah. like to then expect like other people to take it more seriously than you yeah. do is like, it doesn't matter what's happening on the inside if you're not acting on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So sorry to cut you off. No, I just like had fine. to point that out. So tell no, me about your prices. So the prices were basically covering costs of printing and paper and it just didn't make any sense until you told me that. And well, like at the time I was like, well, this is what I'm allowed to charge. And again, that was, goes back to me like asking for permission to like reach big or like aim big um, or even be realistic. And so, yeah, you were like, okay, prices just went up. Let's go. And then I remember thinking like, like I had no color in my face. I also wanted to throw up, but like I was sweating and I just was so nervous because then I thought like, this is me like stepping up and like being real with like, okay, you, you hired a coach, you, you invested the money and now it's time for change. Like, here we go. And it's, it was scary. It was scary to take that leap because I knew as soon as I took that, took that leap, the clientele that I had been serving would no longer be my clientele. So I knew that I was going to have to have there was going to be a halt in business and I was going to have to work twice as hard to now attract a clientele that would value quality um, and pay for it, you know, and invest in it. And so it was scary because my whole, my whole career had been, been told, Oh no, no, don't aim too high. And don't reach for those stars. Those, those ones aren't yours, you know, and not necessarily from anybody else, but like that inner talk that like imposter syndrome that I feel like a lot of, yeah, ego. There you go. A lot of like, we're keeping you safe down here in the shallow water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't go in the deep end. It's mm-hmm. scary. But I did. I, I raised my prices. I, I, like you, like, I doubled them, right? Like you doubled them. Yeah, well, yeah, I doubled them because I started to pay myself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is how we make money. This makes sense. You know, like, I mean, and, and to be totally like honest, like I had been maybe taking on I can look back at my records. I was looking back and I'm maybe between 20 and 30 jobs a month, just like little jobs. Sometimes, sometimes they were like digital invites and other things like that. But I was maybe on a good day, maybe making a thousand dollars a month. And I'm taking on that many jobs. Like, and I wondered why I had no time for my family. Cause I have two boys and a husband. And I was like, why do I feel like I'm going crazy? And it's because I was, I was literally covering the cost of like paper goods. And so, yeah, I raised my prices and I got very scared for a very long time, but, but I said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to try something different. And, and I sat in that moment a little bit. I worked on creating content and yeah, I stopped getting as many jobs, but it was great in the way that it freed my plate for being able to create again, you know, cause I was, I wasn't just working. I wasn't answering you know, emails just to get ghosted. And I wasn't spending hours and hours editing photos for people who were like, oh, never mind. You know, like, so I, it like, it gave me clarity in the moment that like I got to set boundaries so that I could spend time with my family. I could feel like, okay, we're done doing busy work and now we're going to create and we're going to come up with new ideas and we're going to try new things and we're going to see how we can get extra creative with our invitations. So the fact that I wasn't working as much scared me, but the fact that I got to be more creative and live in my genius um, excited me. And then, you know, I think month two, so without, I think that happened month one with you. And then in month two is when bigger jobs started coming in. And I started getting people who were excited to work with me because of the, the creativity that I was now posting. I was sharing and I had time to create and share and I could show what I was capable of. So I ended up getting published in a magazine in the three months that we worked together at California Wedding Day. And that felt really exciting. I was recognized there. I got voted one of the best invitation designers in LA, which was really exciting. You got to go to a gala. She got to go to a gala, y'all. I felt a little bit like Emily in Paris in this like black dress and top knot. I love love that show so much. (laughs) Me too. So good. So, um, but I I just started to, to recognize that as I slowed down, the quality of work that I was getting was better and it was more fulfilling and it was exactly what I had been looking for this whole time. So yeah, 
I got to slow down, but you know, do the thing I was, I was missing. Right. And you ended up having your biggest month in business, right? And not for weddings at all. (laughs) And not for wedding. Like that's the other part I wanted to touch on is like, she's also a manifesting generator. So obviously I do human design episodes all the time on here and manifesting generators are multi-passionate people. So if all Miko was doing is like weddings, 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 she's going to feel tired eventually. She's going to feel like she's not scratching that creative bone in her body as much as she could be. And so one of the questions I started to ask you was like, what else do you like to do? Because you have wedding gifts and you like you do all of these cool things. And like there was the talk of like, do I niche down and do I only talk about invites? And then once I figured out that you were a manifesting generator, I was like, actually, no, like (laughs) (laughs) I want to see how many things you can do because you're going to find a through line for all of these things, unlike anyone else can. And Mm -hmm. so when you did get like that, that huge job and like your biggest month, like it wasn't wedding invites, but it was like, Mm -hmm. it was creative. And it was like, you get to be, you know, you get to do what you love best, like what your genius is. Right. And I think that that was really important too, to hear, especially from somebody who's, I feel, you know, like I would consider you successful and by my terms. And so it was nice to hear like, because there is tons of free information on Instagram and Pinterest, and you can look up all the free things you want and you can research all the things you want, which I did. But if you have somebody in your ear who's been there and says yes or no to the thing that you're asking, which was, hey, I feel like I have to niche down. I have so many passions, but you know, the world is telling everybody niche down, niche down, you know, get really specific about what you're doing. And I felt like it was putting me in this like bubble that I didn't necessarily didn't hate, but I was like, I feel like I can talk about so many things. And I think it started with, because, um, like I said, my, when my first marriage failed, I felt like I had learned so much about that, that that was something that I like to talk about in terms of like weddings and marriages. And I like to talk about that so that other girls don't feel like they're stuck in this trap that I had felt at such a young age. And so I knew that there was there, but then we talked about writing a book and we talked about creating a wedding planning guide to help people. And so there was all these things that I was interested in, but felt like, Hey, the world's telling me you can't, and I don't know what to do. So like having you confirm like, no, like, and then human design was, was the first time I ever heard that term was with you. And so that's when I was like, Google, what does all this mean? And <laughs> Google, what is human design? <laughs> Hold on, my coach is telling me something. <laughs> Write this down in my notes. <laughs> and, it's not, and it's so funny because when we first met, I like was going to bring it or have it with me. I have it with me is my, um, my notebook that I keep with you. And it's like specifically Danielle notes. And it's like, you know, half the book Look is gone that. in like notes. Look at that. So beautiful. Cause I'm like, I need to write this down. And so, yeah, when I learned about manifesting generator and like listening to your gut and all these things, I just was like, this is like the nail on the head, like uh-huh. good. I don't feel bad. And so then it gave me permission to like jump in on all the things I was interested in and, and create from there, you know, create things that I thought were useful or helpful or could serve the community or like bring new perspective. And so so yeah, I, it was. I'm excited that that I learned the term from you, but I'm also excited to have not listened to all the free information that is out there. Because I feel yeah. like a lot of people do that. They like go, oh, I can't invest in a coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up their free trial. This, their free this, their free that. And I think the free part is great, but I think it's an intro into that person, you know. Yeah. And it's not like the say all to everything. Right. So it's you like, could go in to my free webinar and you can take yeah. my free webinars available on my Instagram. It's a free webinar. And it's about finding more yes in your life. But like yeah. it's it does. It's going to scratch the surface. Like what yeah. you're going to get like working with me or like any coach on a one on one basis. Like you had access. We had Voxer. We had text yeah. message like we had calls every week and we yeah. were able to talk about things that like you wouldn't get to talk about necessarily. And like you said, for somebody who's done it. It's like, I've started a business, I've scaled a business. And like, although my business is not anything to do with weddings, I still know what it looks like. And so being able to like, help you kind of see like, wait, why are you trying so hard to like, make it just weddings? Like you have all these skills and like, who cares where the money comes from as long as it's making you happy. 
right? right. And, and if it's serving people and it's making you happy, who cares? It doesn't need right. to come from the same place. Right. Um, and that was a really cool thing to watch you like realize, but also like spearhead. Cause all of a sudden you're like, Oh, and I can do this and I can do that. And I was like, yeah, you can do everything. And like, why, why? Like you're, you, I think if you're listening to this, like, you know, if you're a person who like needs a niche, like for yeah. me, if I try to do too many things at one time, I do get like overwhelmed. Like for somebody like Miko, like if you're a manifesting generator, like the more things you have to do that you love, you actually just have like more excitement for life. Like you're just yeah. more excited about it. Yeah. I remember specifically when we talked about that, you were very like, you're like, if it just because, but she says, just because you can do some, something doesn't mean you should be doing it. So it's like also knowing just because I'm like, slightly interested in this, or maybe I was interested at one point, maybe don't not interested anymore. Like, it's like knowing where you want to put your energy, because you have to get that energy back. And so like, when we were talking, like my big struggle was like the styled shoots, because I was producing these really elegant and elaborate invitations that would take me a whole day to make one set. And then I'd send them off, but I wasn't getting that fulfillment back in like the content that was created because most, you know, most wedding shoots, they're focused on the makeup, the hair, the dresses, you know, the flowers, but like stationery is not one of those things that like people are necessarily excited about until, you know, like they get something beautiful in the mail, but it's, it's like the forgotten part of the wedding in a sense, because it happens so much further in the future or so much before the invitation or before the event that, you know, so I remember thinking like, well, I've done it once. I have to do it again. I have to keep doing it. And you're like, nope. Just because it gave you joy at one point doesn't mean it has to anymore. So like, you know, like just because you were excited or you said yes, like you have to listen to your gut. And when it tells you that you're done and your energy is done there, like be done with it. So I thought that was really nice too, because as you're exploring all these options, at least as a manifesting generator, you find like, oh, I thought I was really going to love it, but I've already committed. And like, you know what I mean? Like you feel like- yeah guilty like backing away from something you thought you were going to love and so yeah. that felt really nice too like having that like one-on-one -on -one with you saying hey like I don't know how I feel about this anymore and you're like well there's your answer Put it down. <laughs> yeah Put if it you down. don't know how you feel about it like yeah wrong. and like listen like it may come back around someday like yeah I I mean, Soul Cycle has come back around for me and like now it's on my terms and like I never thought I'd go back, but it's like you just never know what's going to come back around. But if it's not serving you now and if it's not bringing you joy now, it's also yeah. like then it's no good for anyone else too because like the energy you bring to something that you're not fully turned on by, it makes a difference. Yeah. So tell me yeah. like today, who what is Queen Bee? Well, Queen Bee is a design studio. We create invitations and gifts that are specifically made for couples' love stories to showcase their love on their wedding day to make sure that they feel as special as they could possibly feel. And that is what I love to do. Ah! <laughs> and what do you no longer have any time for? Like energetically, uh, like what are yeah. some things you just don't have time for anymore? I don't have time for negative thoughts and feelings towards wedding and or business. And I don't have energy for maybes or unpleasant, unloving moments in people's lives. Like I just want to celebrate love. I want to ce celebrate happiness and joy. And if it's surrounded by weddings, fantastic. If it's not like, that's cool too. Like, I just want to celebrate good things. Yeah. You also have no time for not getting paid what you're worth. <laughs> I also have no time for not having money. <laughs> right. I mean, like she's a mama, she's a wife, like she has a huge family that like she's close to, like you're close with your sister. Like it's, it's like, we don't get into entrepreneurship. We're not, we're not trying to like live to work. Nobody wants to live to work. Like the goal is to work, to live and like. I saw like when I started working with you, I saw somebody who like very much loved what they do, but they kind of were like living to work and weren't making any headway or at least the headway that you wanted and the headway that you deserved. Like the first time I mentioned to you that eventually you'd need an assistant. Like I think you, I grew horns. Like you looked like <laughs> you looked at me like I had antlers and I was like, no, but 
but that's the progression of things. Like yeah. that's, yeah. you know, and even like creating like an LLC and like actually yeah. going the business route. Like those were all conversations that we had. And, and I just saw like the growth that I've seen you have over the last, like last three months. And like, it is only three months and like, that's a long time, but it's also not a long time because at the end of the day, like you have to go fly and you got to go do it yourself. And like now, I mean, obviously you have lifetime access to like all of my programs, anything that I offer. So like, it's not like I'm gone, but like, I'm so excited to see this like new version of you that like, you know who you are, you know what you have to offer, you know what you're worth. And that's the biggest thing because it's been fun for me to see you turn clients down that don't have the budget. It's been fun for me to see you like set boundaries and like, maybe it's taken you a couple times to learn the lesson of that boundary, (laughs) but then you did. And like, now there's no time for that. Like you have a boundary and it's so solid. And I'm just so excited to see like where you go from here. Cause I just mm-hmm. know that it's going to be epic. And I know that you're going to have like, I know next, this time next year, like you are going to have a six figure business. I know it. And I know, you uh, know, that's that very now. exciting. <laughs> I, that's like a very exciting feeling, but I feel like, I feel like it is true because like once you start believing it and like you start, I think when you start believing it, you start making actions and decisions that are in line with that, you know? And I feel like a lot of the time I was like, oh, well, you're really, you're naturally talented. So you shouldn't be charging people for something that comes to you so naturally. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this thing that you make money on. And I, and I remember believing that and thinking now, like, well, that's crazy. You know, you're like, an that's artist. Nuts. yeah. Like I, and it's and just because I'm naturally creative doesn't mean any of the things that I've learned came overnight. You know, like mm-hmm. I still had to put the time into everything, into the programs, into the education of everything and and why shouldn't I get paid for something that I'm good at like you know and like actors do it you know and so their money naturally- is energy like money is energy like if your energy is like you're giving as much as yourself to the, like these projects that you work on like that deserves to come back to you right like mm-hmm. it's an exchange and if it doesn't right. come back and it's not mutually beneficial then someone is getting hurt right yeah. and oftentimes it's the vendor yeah and then also even like when even some of the projects that we've that I've picked up with since I've known you, like some of them, you know, they they don't come with a paycheck, but they are still mutually beneficial because it's still fulfilling me in the way that I want to promote. So not every transaction has money attached to it, but it still has to be a transaction and the energy has to be equal on both sides is what I've definitely learned from you. So ah! I'm yeah. So I'm happy to set those boundaries a hundred percent. And that's, that's been exciting to say like, this doesn't like, I'm not working at 1030 at night. I'm sorry. You know, and like, click, this is not for me or like, you know, something like that. Cause before I would be like midnight typing away, answering emails. I'm like, they're going to think I'm crazy. I sent this email at one in the morning and I'm getting up at five with kids and like trying to please everybody, but having no boundaries. And so that energy was going out the door. I had no boundaries and it was just like not, not helping anybody. So, yeah. What was like your favorite part of transform? When I felt confident to say no, (laughs) which I sounds That was my favorite part too. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting to say like to, to like first week be like, Oh no, this is, this is scary. Or, Oh no, this is terrifying. I can't raise my prices or whatever, whatever the, the terrifying ego was trying to hold me back all those terrible things when I finally was like gut check and I was like no we're not doing this and we're going to be okay with this nobody's losing sleep and we're going to we're going to all be fine you know and so when when that first that first request came in and it was you know I think it was like 300 invites for like a hundred dollars or something I was like sorry this isn't working and that was it and I wasn't I wasn't rude I wasn't I wasn't like, you're not in my budget or like whatever, you know, it was very professional because I still understand that like planning a wedding is expensive and I don't want anybody to feel like they can't have, you know, the thing that they want because their budget, but like, like, you know, here's a way that maybe you can get what you want, but it's just not going to be in my studio. This is basically where it was. And, and it felt good to say that about myself, like that you were worth a, like, there's a, there's a line in the sand and you're not allowed to cross it kind of thing. And like mostly my ego, not a person, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Like that is like the best answer you could have given. 
I even feel like, I mean, something that I've done, like even in the last three months, like growth is always happening in our businesses, right? So like even Mm -hmm. in my businesses, like when I started with you, we did a discovery call. Like that Mm -hmm. was one thing we did. I don't do those anymore. Like I heard... I don't do discovery calls anymore. Like I just don't. And one of, and it was like a a friend of mine who I like now is a a friend of mine that I interviewed on my podcast, Jocelyn. She was literally like, I don't do those anymore. They drain me. Like, I'm not trying to chase you. And I was like, oh (laughs) my gosh, like, (laughs) duh, duh. And like, I don't do them anymore. Like I've decided like I'm done doing them. Like, I'm not going to sit like, yes, I want to hear about your business. And obviously we're going to do that. But like at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit on zoom with you for 30 minutes and, and convince you that I'm the person you yeah. want to hire. Because like you said, you already yeah. knew you wanted to hire someone. Yeah. Like it was already there. And it's like, I'm yeah. trying to work with people who are hungry, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, but, and I think, and I listened to that episode too. I listened to that podcast and it was so good. Isn't she like, amazing? Oh. So good. So good. Everything she it. says. She's such a um, queen. <laughs> I, yeah, I loved it. It was so great. And um, I can't wait to like follow her. I, like I literally was like finishing it up before we got on this phone call, but um, I agree. I, I I feel that in a sense too, because I felt like, you know, if somebody decided they wanted to work with me, I was sitting and creating quotes, but not just like regular quotes. I was like doing free um, invitation design. And I was like, here's what your invitation could look like. Tell me your theme, tell me your details. So I was basically creating everybody's invitations that was even remotely interested so that I could convince them that this, that I'm the person for you. And I was spending hours doing this hours. and I would tell them, and I would tell them, you know, this is the type of paper that we use and here are the options and here's the video. And I was like, you know, like putting fireworks on every single time and literally just being ghosted by these people because I was too, I was too afraid to put my pricing on my website in fear of like scaring somebody. So, you know, outside looking in, like they don't know what it costs. Like, sure. Yeah. Send me a quote. Great. And then I'm here like trying to like dazzle them and then send them the price and they go, Oh, this is way out of my budget. Had I just put the price on my invite on my website, like you explained, then they'd be like, this already is out of my budget. I'm not even going to try, or maybe this works or, you know what I mean? But like, it felt like I was too scared to even put that out front. Like, let me, let me try to convince you. And now I don't do that either. I don't, no, no free invitations. Anymore. There's no point. Like, like but, you have pictures yeah. of invitations on your website. People can see yeah. what a custom invite's going to look like. Like, yeah, that's like it. you can see all my work and I'm and I'm very happy to show you the work that's already been created, but there is no point in me spending hours creating an invitation because that exchange, like you said, the energy isn't mutually beneficial to anybody, really, because then I, now I've presented them an invitation that they love and they can't afford. And like yeah. that doesn't feel good, you know? Right, so Right, right. So I agree uh. with her. I think that was good. Yeah. I'm just so proud of you. I'm like, I'm so proud of you, but I'm also like very inspired by you. Like just woman to woman, like business owner to business owner, like you're the real deal. And it's like really cool to like have been even a small part of your journey. And like, I I feel like the whole time we were really working together, I was just there to like, you know, like when you're getting ready to go out with your girlfriends and like, you want to wear the slutty outfit, but you like don't want to. And then there's always the friend that's like, no, wear it wear the slutty outfit. Like that's who I felt like for you. Like (laughs) everything that you've done, like you already, you wanted to do, it was already there. And like, you just needed someone to be like, yeah, put that slutty outfit on girl, like go turn heads, (laughs) go do your thing. And so I'm just so proud of you. And I I love your business. I love what your business stands for. And, um, I just know you're going to change a lot of lives. So tell people, where can we find you? Cause I know, I know there are brides out there <laughs> and grooms listening to this going, yeah, I need wedding invitations. So, yeah. or I need anything like she does like yeah. custom Dunham jackets with like your name on the back. Like she does so much stuff. So where can people find you? How can people work with you? Tell us all yeah. the things. Sure. So I spend tons of time on Instagram, so you can definitely find me there. And it's at queen bee design studio. And um, you're going to see all our videos and all our photos of our invitations. We do funny videos, funny reels, but we're, we're, we're very real about our information that we're sharing. Because like I said, I want everybody to have good, good wedding planning experiences. So we're giving out tips and hacks there all the time. And uh, you can find me on my website, queenbeegraphics.com. And that is more in depth about where, how we can work together as far as invitations, gifts signs, planning, design. So 
Um, yeah, and I have a blog there too that you can read up and we talk a lot about relationships there. So as you're planning your wedding that, you know, you guys are still in love with each other by the time you reach the aisle. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's important. Where... You also like, that was another thing we didn't even talk about. Your Instagram grew a lot. Your like yeah. engagement went up everything. Like we just really, yeah. that's, we did a lot of work on your Instagram and I feel like it's just so cool. Like to see what content you put out. Like she's funny. Y'all go follow her. Like <laughs> Seriously, I follow her. I mean, I think I'm funny. She's and then hilarious. Sometimes when I get a laugh, like I'm like, see, I am funny. I'm a funny like a tr- person. Like a true Leo. <laughs> like Almost a true like, Leo. Just you know, I'm not funny. Me? Is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> like that's the Leo. Uh, well, friend, I, I just adore you so much. Thank you for giving your time. I just know that you're like giving so many people so much inspiration. Like if you could give one tip before I let you go, like just one tip to like a new entrepreneur or somebody who's trying to scale their business, like what's the biggest piece of advice you could give them? Hmm. I'd say besides hire Danielle as your coach. I mean, first of all, hire Danielle as your coach. (laughs) (laughs) That is to go without saying. Um, I'd say that you have to, I mean, and and this is, I think, part of human design. But for me, it was um, stop always thinking with your head and start thinking with your gut. Because your head is going to try to justify every fear you have. And your gut is going to push you in the right direction. At least that's what I've learned. Because every time I didn't listen to my gut, I learned a very hard lesson because my brain tried to create logic out of a situation that I had already known was not going to work out for me. Yeah. It's such a good one. I mean, that's like the best advice you can take for your life in general, but like for sure with your business, like your intuition will never happen in your head. Mm -mm. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, y'all go follow her. Go if you're getting married, if you need gifts done, like (laughs) don't even hesitate. Like this is not even a thought. Like you'll know what I'm talking about when you go look at her invites because they're they're insane. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Love you. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. I have two spaces currently available in my one-on-one training program, coaching program, mentorship program, whatever you want to call it. I have two spots available. And if a coach is calling to you, let's do it. Why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? You know, I think there was a time in my life where I would just say, oh, I'll do it later. Or I'll, you know, I'm going to see if there's another way. And there never was. And you have to invest big in order to shift big. And so if a coach has been calling to you, I would love to be that coach for you. I go through so many different modalities. We talk about so many different things and I am there to make sure that you can live your best life. That's it. And if you want to become my newest student inside of Transform, click the link in our show notes. You can go and register for that. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to have you inside. I can't wait to see what you're all about. I can't wait to help you just like reprogram and grow. Cause like at the end of the day, we're all here for abundance and we need to, we need to get over not living abundantly. And I'm here to help you do that. So with that, I tell you to have a beautiful day. I'm Danielle McCleary and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Next week is all about human design. So we are going deep into human design, baby. So make sure you're here. Love ya.